Welcome to Mouse.News, your source of information from two dudes who love Disney. My name is Garrett. And I'm Kellen. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at phase one of reopening the parks, the best possible task force for keeping these parks open. And finally, we'll finish with what is your Disney happy place? Here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mouse.News podcast. My name is Garrett. And sitting across from me, as always, is Kellen. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well, Garrett. How about you? I am still at home. <laughs> That's good, though. I'm happy to hear that. I I feel like that has been my intro for like the past. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been a, I, I've been in quarantine for a long time. Since middle of March, right? Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I, we started self-quarantining before it was cool. Yeah. And, you know, we're just still quarantining. Got to be responsible about it, right? Nobody likes this. Nobody's having a good time, but we put the work in now. Hopefully, you know, we'll take some, make some progress soon. That's, we just have to cross our fingers and, you know, the, the shorter we can make this, the better. I don't think there's anyone who wants to be stuck inside. Absolutely not. Confirmed. Uh, except for maybe our dogs. Oh, dogs are loving life right now. How's your dog doing right now? He's good. He's just, um, you know, he's getting these nice walks during the day, which he doesn't typically get, you know, and he's just stretching and sleeping on the couch. I mean, he has no idea what's going on outside of these walls, but yeah, I mean, he's like, I'm not asking questions. No, he's, he's probably very happy. Our pets, uh, are just kind of losing their mind. They're oh, just no. like, people are home all day. Yeah. And like our dog is happy. But then when we put our dog in the crate, the cats come down and like <laughs> they'll try and sleep on the crate oh. or just like slowly walk past the crate and the dog's like losing its mind. <laughs> this is a difficult time for everybody. You know, everybody's trying to <laughs> figure we're out. All, the we're all stressed. Yeah. We're all stressed right now. <laughs> right. So let's, uh, we're going we're gonna to take the steps we need to right now. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of steps to take. Let's talk about reopening Walt Disney for just a little bit. I know we've been talking about it the past couple of weeks, but the guidelines have finally been released for reopening Disney and Florida theme parks. Uh, I will note that I got an email from Bush Gardens, not about our podcast. Oh, good, good. Whew. But I did receive an email uh, letting me know that they're unfortunately furloughing, I think, 95% of their employees. Wow, 95 that's crazy. Like, I think all that's left are like the zookeepers. Right, right. Yeah, you have to have to keep them around. Yeah. Uh, so that that's unfortunate news. Um, I feel bad for all those folks. I, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, that's the that's the kind of ripple effect that that we mentioned before. You know, that a lot of people are suffering from this. That's why, you know, last episode we had that cautious optimism for things going, you know, moving towards normalcy. And now, I mean, about a week later. Um, we're, we're about to talk about how this is in writing now, how there's steps being taken into place. Cause you're right. Some people quarantine's kind of like, whatever you get a paycheck, you're at home, you just watch Netflix, but for others, this is a real impact on their lives here. So we just, we just want everybody to kind of, you know, come out of this. Okay. As, as soon as we can cross on, as I said earlier, we're just crossing our fingers sooner. This gets over with the better. Yep. Um, but the guidelines for reopening large theme parks, I don't know why the word large is in quotes, but. <laughs> it is. Um, but it says the guidelines for reopening of the large theme parks. There yep. must be tape marking off six feet of distance and attraction lines. So what that means for uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, 
is prepare to start waiting at Main Street. <laughs> yeah, right. They're going to have those signs. You know, they hold the signs. It's like, the line starts here. Yeah, all the way back at the gate. Like, as soon as you get through the ticket. Yeah. Uh, um, staff will be required to regularly wipe down surfaces. Yep. Staff who are 65 or older are encouraged to stay home. Uh, yeah, all right. I understand that. Then the mandates is all employees are required to wear face masks. Mm-hmm. There must be touchless hand sanitizer at each ticket, ticketing and ride entry exit. Staff will have required temperature checks prior to their shift. If a staff member has a temperature of about 100.4, they will not be allowed to enter the park. That's, man, 100.4. If you woke up with 100.4, like, it's hard to get out of bed, man. Now you're just, like, shuffling into work. I'm good, man. I'm good. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so it looks like phase one of reopening will be about 50%, and phase two will be about 75%. Yeah. Now, off air, we were talking about, I, I thought 50% was a large number. I mean, and it is, considering the capacity of the parks. But the big thing here that... um you know, we got to take into account is that this, this is phase one, but there is not an actual set date for this yet. You know, this could be next month. This could be three months from now. So it'll be slow coming, but at least we're like moving in that direction. Yeah. And Disney recently, uh, I think they removed all park hours until the end of May. So that gives us a little bit more of an idea. I don't think Walt Disney wants to be the Guinea pig here. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, you don't want to mess this up. You know, you don't want you don't want to be the people that, you know, it, it spirals out of control again. Um, you, you know, you don't want to have that on your hands. No, no, that's and that's a genuine concern, I think, for for any of the theme parks. Right. Um, but if we kind of go through these piece by piece, mm-hmm. the six feet of distance and attraction lines, like that makes sense. Hopefully, Disney does something though with some more virtual line queues. Right. Because without those cues in place, like, as we were just talking about, like 50% capacity is still quite a few people and it will still make those lines pretty long. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the type of work that goes into establishing a virtual queue like Rise of the Resistance, but if it's something that's a matter of just kind of like tweaking an app a little bit, then I think they should do that for all their top tier attractions. You know, like, I mean, you could probably, you know, the, the tape on the ground's good for like the Winnie the Pooh ride. Um, but like Flight of Passage, you're going to have to just kind of like keep people away for particular amounts of time. So that, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, and this like when, when you hear people say like, oh, Disney's never going to be the same again. Like this might be what, you know, what really what that really means. Excuse me. Is that maybe like in like three or four years and you go back and this whole thing smoothed over, maybe virtual queues will be kind of like the norm right and i'm okay with that i think that's actually a great idea totally the florida is still really really hot and the less time you have to spend waiting in line the more the more time you have other attractions the more time you have even for like in terms of disney's sake the more time you have at shops and restaurants right right yeah they're gonna make a bunch of money back right (laughs) yeah uh and as for all employees wearing face masks, I, I do wonder whether or not. Uh, so, Disney- but the one 
big one that sticks out first when I when I thought about this was that little area around Muppet Vision 3D and Mama Melrose in Hollywood Studios. It's just one of those places where when I went with my wife first, we kind of like we had a lot of fun together just walking down those streets um, and at, at night, like taking in the lights and for fans of the writer stop that has since been changed. Uh, we stopped in there and, and, and got some snacks and stuff. So it's like just kind of walking in that area and that kind of like old classic Hollywood vibe is something that like, I think about that. I'm like, all right, like that's, that's what we look forward to, right? That's why we're, that's why we're staying at home to get back to places like that. So my first happy place is definitely, um, that street where now it's right. It's actually right next to galaxy's edge, the entrance to galaxy's edge where the writer's stop used to be. I love that place. All right. All right. I respect that. Um, did when, so when galaxy's edge, reopened did they cut into any of the muppets muppet vision area um no if you if you're like looking at uh muppet vision 3d you just kind of the entrance to um galaxy's edge is just to the right so nothing is really infringed in that in that sense no it's just kind of like you're on that road and it just keeps going it used to just be a wall but now it's just straight into galaxy's edge okay okay um so if i was going to pick my sort of happy place for disney i think based on my last trip it's it's a really small sort of nook but it is right near the where they sell the funnel cakes uh in the america section of epcot oh, um, yeah yeah <laughs> it, it it was such a great view to watch the fireworks and i just have a really great moment of my wife and I, we had like a timeshare meeting beforehand and it was just awful. Right. <laughs> right. Like this guy just called me dumb. Mm. And I'm like, you're trying to sell me something. I'm not <laughs> going to buy it. Like that makes me smart. <laughs> right. Don't call me dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. He, he told my wife, like, he's like, you and me, we're logic people. He's, he's just like an emotions guy. He feels things. <laughs> he feels it <laughs> yeah like it's really funny i hate that guy um i'll never forget him or no. forgive him that's yeah <laughs> you'll always remember his face yeah his stupid face he yeah. always like i'm not gonna get into a, a long side story about timeshares in this guy but i have some absolutely that, that's a different episode yeah but after all of this we went to Epcot. We did Mission Space. We had we watched the kids like have a mosh pit at the German restaurant. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and you know when it was time for fireworks, we had a big old funnel cake and got to just watch them over the water. And it was just really really nice and reminded me of why I love Disney so much. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you might be like, oh, you know, we saw this, we saw Fantasmic, like, that was amazing. Or, you know, I was on Splash Mountain. Those are all great things. But a lot of times, it's those little details that you kind of take with you. I mean, that, that's a great example, man. It's the quiet moments yep. that yep. I'm really grateful. Like, I have some photos on my phone of just my wife and I trying on some of the silly Mickey ears. Yeah. And it's so stupid, but also. Again, it's those little moments, and I know. I think that's part of, like, marriage too, in a larger sense. Mm-hmm. 
is like those little moments. Like that's the difference between a happy marriage and an unhappy marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so being able to re- reminisce and think about these really small, seemingly insignificant things that just kind of bring a smile to my face make me really happy. Yeah, man. And that's that's the stuff we need moving forward here, you know, as things start to kind of, you know, hopefully begin to turn. Uh, we want to we want to run with those things, you know, I mean, yeah, it's 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 the like you said, it's those little things. I know um, the friend, the France Pavilion is another one for me. I know me and my wife always get some kind of snack or treat in the cafe there. And those little like walkways in those streets over there, they're just awesome. And like, you know, you don't think about it when you're there. But, you know, when I'm thinking back, I'm like just the lighting and just, you know, being with the people you love is is what makes it awesome. You know? Yeah, they and I'm sure you are so stoked for the Ratatouille ride. I'm ready. I'm ready. I the the Epcot has a lot of those little places that make for great little moments. Absolutely. And I could also see the same for Animal Kingdom. Well, okay. Talk about that. So, I think just kind of wandering through my wife and I got lost in Animal Kingdom. It was super hot, super busy, but I think just seeing the different sort of areas and vendors and all of that really, like, it made it a unique experience. Oh, totally. And, and, and I think that park doesn't get enough credit for its diversity in design and layout. Yeah, it is, it is crazy, the detail, you know and the effort put into designing that place, you know, and sometimes you just got to stop and look around, you know, like expedition Everest is one of my favorite attractions. Like the roller coaster is great. Sure. You know, like it, it's a lot of fun, but just the line queue in the surrounding area is so detailed. I could just, I could just hang out in that line for whatever, for as, as long as I need to. It's awesome. And that's what makes Disney different is their attention to making those small moments happen. I don't think that, when they're designing the parks, they ignore sort of where they can make those things happen. Um, and, and that's where I'm always really impressed is that there is no detail too small for the parks. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Right. And that's, that's why we go, you know, um, I mean, everything like the, if going back to expedition Everest, like the, the mountain, that they've constructed around the roller coaster. Like when you walk by, when you go towards the, the Asian area, you get that awesome, like photo op, you know, and like just the, that detail of planning that is just awesome. You know, it's another memory. Of course. Of course. Do you have any other places that really kind of stand out to you in animal kingdom or just in general, in general? Okay. Um, yeah. So I had, so France, I just mentioned that one and Hollywood Studios. I'm trying to I'm trying to go to Magic Kingdom in my in my mind right now. Um, oh, I, I do. Yeah, um, the um, the 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 Christmas shop, the old Christmas shop. Okay, it, it's kind of it's it's ridiculous. Like I'm not a big like I don't obsess over Christmas or anything like that, but I just like the the location of that store right in, right in Liberty Square, and just you know you kind of as if Disney isn't heartwarming enough, you get to think of the holidays and stuff. So like, that's another place where I always, I, I never really buy anything, but I just like to go in and look around, you know? I'm assuming everything in there is very expensive. Yeah. It's like ornaments and stuff, you know, I mean, you can get like cheaper ornaments, but yeah, sometimes if you want to go big, I mean, they're not going to stop you. Of course not. 
I if we're if we're sticking to Magic Kingdom, yeah, I gotta go with my chili dog. Oh, Casey's corner. I bring it up as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I love chili dogs. Yep. I'm upset that I don't have a chili dog sitting in front of me right now. I would probably eat both of them. <laughs> no, but but that's exactly what we're talking about here, man. You know, like it might it might be ridiculous to others, but for you, I mean, that's like that's your spot. That's your happy place. That's perfect. Just chowing down after a 27-hour train ride. <laughs> On a Casey's Corner chili dog. Yeah. Uh, that is that is the life. I also like um, to wait in line to get my wife Starbucks at uh, the Main Street Bakery. That's so romantic. <laughs> Thank you. She's just she's actually she's just walked in the room standing right next to me right now. But uh, no, that is true. That it, I'm not just saying that. I do. I like that. That's 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 a very sweet sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very kind. Oh yeah. I don't wait in line. <laughs> not for anyone. Not for anybody, no. Uh, not so, anymore with mobile order. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. believe in technology. Nope. I wait I wait in lines. You wait in line. You do it the old-fashioned way, man. Yeah. I say, screw this fast pass. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm waiting in line today. An hour and a half for Small World, that's just the way it is. Just like that song. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember. It's a Tupac song. Yeah, you're thinking of Tupac's changes. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I getting it wrong? No, you got it. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That should be. That's actually kind of the theme song for right now. Yeah, we should be listening to more Tupac. I think. And teaching more Tupac poetry. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're an English teacher, and at one point you haven't. Like, if you haven't thought of teaching a Tupac poem to engage your students, I question whether or not you've been a teacher. Do you really care about your students' well-being, you know, or their future? Probably not. (laughs) It's clear clear to me you don't. It's obvious that if you haven't taught the poem about a rose growing in the sidewalk... Yes. You are a poor teacher. (laughs) And that will show up on your evaluation. I know these things. Yeah. yeah, one of us has been a teacher. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, no, but to, to go back, yeah, I mean, the, there are there are many little details here, and that's that's what kind of gets us through things like this, right? I mean, we talked before, I like to collect the the mugs from Disney. Every time I go, I try to get one, and it's it's just like, you know, you're having your coffee in the morning, you see, I have one that's a park map, and that's that's perfect. You know, it's that, it's that little, little push you need. I I am finding myself like looking at my walls and really wanting to do some more Disney decoration. Um, right. right. But I love sort of those classic. I don't know if you've seen them. I think they're on Etsy, but they're like the blueprints, like copies yeah. of blueprints of different rides. It's awesome. Like, I think that's fantastic. That's yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I really dig. That and I, I also enjoy the, the vintage uh, attraction art. Like when they first opened the park, like yeah. the Caribbean, like I need one of those down in my basement, you know. Just get yourself like an entire Disney Cove. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be really cool. They, they have the Jungle Cruise one. They have all the big ones. I think the Jungle Cruise is going to have a renaissance once the Rocks movie comes out. Oh, absolutely. I, 
Is that movie just going to be basically Jumanji 4? Yeah, I pretty much. I, I really don't know what they could do with that idea aside from just making another Jumanji, you know? I feel like they just tell The Rock, like, the title of the movie, and he just accepts it. <laughs> Doesn't read the script. <laughs> They're like, all right, Dwayne, uh, this movie's called Rampage. I'm in. He's like, yes, yes, and done. Uh, but but first, let us tell you a little bit about what the movie's based on. It's about this video game where you are a giant rat or gorilla or other creature, and yeah. you just punch buildings. Right. And Dwayne's like, I'm in, I said. Yeah, he's like, I already signed the contract. Yeah, in blood. <laughs> you know, but he's... He's doing his thing, and, you know, again, we have more Disney movies based on attractions to, to look forward to um, once once we get opened up. Absolutely. Is there, is, so, as we kind of sign off, as we wind down, is there one place that hasn't been opened up yet that they're they're working on that you think you really just, you think could be your next happy place? Hmm. Um, aside from some restaurants in town, no, no, you know, I just want, <laughs> I just want everybody. I just want to see the steps. Hopefully next, next week when we record, we're talking again about, you know, timelines and phases to reopen. And we just, we're just kind of inching closer. So, you know, for me, it's like, let's get this Disney, just seeing people in the parks is going to make me happier. You know, like I don't even have to be there. Just seeing people enjoy it and getting back to normal is, is what I'm counting on. I wonder how the Disney influencers are handling life right now. Well, they're poor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They can't, they can't get into the park. Yeah. (laughs) Can't film ride throughs. Can I tell you really quickly? I know we're concluding here. When, when I was, when we were at galaxy's edge, there were so many people taking Instagram pictures in front of the millennium Falcon. It was almost hard to navigate to the line queue. Everybody's just like, you know, doing their poses. I was like, this is unbelievable. This is where everybody, all the Instagram models, they're all here. They're all here right now. They've actually just, they, they don't even walk through the park. They go through the ticket line, teleport to in front of Millennium Falcon, take their photo and then bounce. It was amazing. It was amazing. So (laughs) it was, it was really cool. Interesting. I, I was not expecting it to be really cool. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to edit that. It is not. It's actually, it actually a big obstacle to get to uh, to get to what I wanted to do. But I mean, they were happy, so that's that's cool. If they're happy, then you're kind of happy, right? <laughs> that's the best we can do. We're all positive today. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, like you said, hopefully next week we'll have some good, some, uh, some more good news about the parks opening up. Hopefully we'll actually get some more information about sort of the construction projects. Cause I know construction will probably be one of the first industries to reopen in Florida. Right. And I have heard rumblings and this is nothing that we're going to really talk about today, but I've heard rumblings that the, uh, the star Wars hotel might be, might be on the block. Oh, that well, I've, heard, that's, I've heard a grumbling. That's all right. That's let's let's explore that rumble as it develops. Absolutely. So as the rumble develops, I got nothing. I have no like 
good closing for after the rumble develops. After the rumble develops, you 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 watch out for the fallen rocks. And that's it. That that's it, ladies and gentlemen. For for Kellen and Garrett, watch out for the rumble and rocks falling. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. just released a Disney collection of face masks, including Baby Yoda. Yes. So I am wondering if they're going to be wearing branded face masks. You know, I'm, I'm sure they will find a way to make it relevant to the the area they're in. And what I mean by that is like, you know, Frontierland, they might look like bandanas or something, you know. Um, they, they might go down that, ro- uh, that road, which would be cool. I mean, when I think about Disney, we think of immersion, but I also think of like safety too, right? So like these face masks, even if they're like the medical looking ones that aren't themed or anything like that, um, it, it, it takes you out of the experience a little bit, but it's comforting knowing that, that they're trying to take care of everybody, you know? So like, I, I think that's another plus for Disney. I, I will say this in terms of sort of the employee recommendations, like they all make sense. Uh, there, there's nothing sort of outrageous. I am sure wearing the face masks will be uncomfortable in the humidity and the heat. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it, it is about safety. I will, uh, the one thing that I have paused on a little bit that bothers me is that there's no real checks for the guests. Right. Yeah, that is a, that is something I notice as well, Garrett. I mean, you and I can just cruise in with 102 temperature you know, and just like, just love life. Yeah. I could lick my hands and like touch all the poles and Mm -hmm. like there is, there is a danger to this. And especially with little kids. Yeah. Like one, are you, I am curious to see how six feet of distance works with little kids. Like they're not going to follow the rules. No, no. I, I can tell you, I can tell you right now it's near impossible. I'm confident that I could, go a whole day without licking one of the handrails pretty 98% there not little kids no way they're picking their nose they're flicking it yep they're eating it yeah and then now now it's on the now it's on the handrail so thanks yeah some little kid just gave all of Epcot coronavirus yeah and like I mean I see there staff are going to be required to regularly wipe down surfaces that's an easy thing right that's an easy thing to do so like you know you're waiting for the haunted mansion right before you jump on the doom buggy somebody kind of just you know real quick Lysol wipes down the bar great that's I mean that's good right in the seats and stuff like that'll keep the lines moving that that's not a big inconvenience so it sounds like these are little steps put in place to hopefully make a big impact or at least make people a little more comfortable in these first phases the one thing I will say is that for those people or that person that uh, urinated in line, like on a wall at the <laughs> the, the six feet thing, that's going to make that tough. You can't hide from that now. No, you're, and you're not going to be able to hit anyone with your P2 if that was part of your plan. Exactly. So like, I mean, this, again, this has a lot of negative effects on people. Six, six feet in front, six feet in back. <laughs> it's, we will definitely find out who peed now in line for flight of passage. There's no hiding it. <laughs> absolutely not i i am curious as to some of the ride vehicles like right watching the rise of the resistance ride through 
there's no way to get six feet distance separation between riders on the ride. That's that's right. Um, uh, yeah, that yeah, that's gonna that's that's strange. You know, it's it's a great point. All those rides, dinosaur. You know, where you're like you're packed in with with people you don't know. Um, it's gonna Space be a Space Mountain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My goodness, you're right on top of people. So I, I do think that is another challenge that Disney is probably trying to figure out the answer to. I don't think Disney or any of the theme parks outside of SeaWorld are, you know, ignoring this problem. SeaWorld, I think you can still pet the orca whale without a face mask. That is true. That is true. There, <laughs> If you pay extra, yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. can get the Joe Exotic yeah. SeaWorld experience. <laughs> yeah. Get you your... have watched Tiger King, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That guy, need, I mean, he needs I to be pardoned. He, what's that? He needs to be pardoned. Well, he's close, right? I mean, at least the president's aware of him now. And um, make a, I mean, move that right to the top of the list of things to do. Um, I might he, vote for him then. He he would probably know how to handle this best if uh, if if he was out of prison. I would tr- I would put my faith in him. He, <laughs> he knows a lot. And it's probably Carol Baskin's fault. <laughs> this guy knows how to run a theme park. And that's been pretty well documented. Yeah. Like, he's the president. Doc Ankle, or Antle, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Vice president. <laughs> Get these Jeff people. Jeff Lowe, Secretary of State. They need to be on the, uh, the Trump's, uh, task force for reopening the country <laughs> the coronavirus task force <laughs> featuring joe exotic yep mark cuban Ooh, shack because shack's already an investor <laughs> shack mark cuban joe exotic and a handful of other uh tiger um papa john yep <laughs> papa john <laughs> the best and the brightest on that's yeah and only men <laughs> <laughs> absolutely only only white men yeah yeah i mean we're, i guess we're lucky that that's not the case and that people who are uh or unlucky right <laughs> right time will time will tell for sure depends on your perspective yeah well i mean this is yeah this is just the park guidelines here i know that i mean there's a ton of other stuff we can dive into if we'd like about like restaurants and stuff but I, I am, I'm, I'm happy to see these steps put in place. 50% still jumps out of me. That's thousands of people, right? And there's nothing here that says that guests have to wear a mask, except, I mean, I'm sure that will still be the mandate from states for the public anyway. Florida kind of goes to the beat of their own drum. And like, I, I think I read that professional wrestling is going to be allowed to have fans in like two weeks. What? Two weeks? So... Yeah, I think I one thing that I have noticed is people on Reddit on the Reddit Walt Disney World forums are like, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask. It's going to be so hot. You don't have to go. And part of the the problem is like it is not about you. Right. Right. Like it's about everybody else. And. Yeah. Again, there there's these these outcomes that you cannot control one way or the other. So that's why you wear the mask. 
And yeah, it sucks. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's also not forever. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, man. I mean, it's it's you're not you're not wearing the mask. I mean, you are ready to protect yourself, but mostly it's to protect everyone else. You know what I mean? I mean, there are people you can have coronavirus and be asymptomatic and just be walking around the the um, grocery store just just spreading the big rona. So like, we want to just the big, yeah, right, right. We just want to. You're right. You're wearing this for other people. You know, you get to kind of like for like once in your life, these people need to just say, okay, I got to do something for the greater good. Yep. Um, but sort of kind of to transition a little bit, uh, obviously you and I both miss Disney. It looks like it's going to be a little while before either of us get to visit back. And right. one thing that I have noticed is, especially during the quarantine, is that a lot of Disney fans are posting pictures of themselves with their happy place. And what that means is like, where is that place at Disney that, brings you zen and i think that would be actually a really good topic for kellen and i to kind of you know just touch on for a little bit um I'd love have it. you given any thought to this um yes i have and i mean there are many and for me um the happy places are very like small you know what i mean like they're very they're details that maybe i don't consider when i'm there but when i think back on it months or days later i'm like hey i, I was like you know, peak happiness at that time. Like that's how I know I'm at Disney kind of thing. And, um, I, I can think of a couple, 